No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on those last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices? Bah, of course you do. Everybody knows that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts. We've told you a million times. How does it work? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app. It's fast and it's easy. You want to know an easy app? Ham and apple cheese wraps. Want to know another easy app? <laughs> Honey garlic crock pot meatballs. One more easy app? Sure, the GameTime app. It's simple, quick, and easy to navigate. So run, do not walk. Run to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. the beach the only place to read your emails and tweets jd and i still here in toronto and joining us down in atlanta we got Tass, we got trey we got lily gentlemen how's it going great socks off dog <laughs> before we get into these questions i wanted to thank everyone who has emailed in or tweeted in a question or comment keep them coming email us no dunks at the or tweet at us at no dunks inc or hashtag no dunks all right, we got a lot here, so let's get right into it. I got the first one, Tass. No dunkers! So good to have you boys back. So many beans to listen to. <laughs> Been a busy time for me. Had a second little Krogadoga come into the world. Little Chase joined us a few weeks back, and while we had some sleepless nights, I found myself watching a lot of Serge Ibaka's cooking show. So my question, if you could entertain any NBA player and or personality, who would it be, and more importantly, what would you cook? Myself, I would get my meats a-spinning and get a big Greek souvlaki on the spit. Maybe a little lamb, a little bit of chicken, and of course the pork. I think I would invite Marcus Saul. I think he would appreciate the art of spinning meat, sitting back on my outdoor area and enjoying an ice-cold beer. Ah, the stories we would share. Cheers, boys. That, of course, from the Big Crocodile. That's a lot of meat, Dogger. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think though, I just think with Marcus Ole, you want wine, don't you? Not beer. Because you know he's just going to chug that wine. Yeah, he's uh, chugged uh, beer before, too. Yeah, Marcus Ole doesn't seem to care <laughs> when it comes to what he's pouring down his throat. Yeah. Um, so a great question. Um, mm. He's been watching, Big Krogadog has been watching Serge Ibaka's uh, cooking show, which is, uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on YouTube. How hungry are you? It's hilarious. Sergio Baca is one of the funniest guys in the league, like hands down, um, both intentionally and unintentionally. He's really, really funny having on uh, NBA players. Um, but good question. What are you? Who are you? What are you cooking? And who are you cooking for or with? I would like to have a barbecue with Stephen Adams. A Barbie. Yeah, I think because remember that uh, steak ad that we did last year that we mocked up? Yep. I think I would love to get a few ribeyes out and I'm actually trying to reduce my red meat intake but I'd make an exception here for Steve-O. <laughs> get a couple of cold beers, light that Barbie out in the bush somewhere and just 
sit there with him all afternoon just listening to uh, stories from Stephen Adams. He's got like 17 siblings or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Imagine the stories yeah. he must be able to tell about growing up in, uh, you know, with that many brothers and sisters. So I think he's always great with the media. He's a funny guy. Steaks, you know, he loves steaks. So he just smishes them, bro. And then we can have a smishes. Are you like? Sure are does, you going bro. to be able to like? Is are we going to be fine leaving an Aussie and a Kiwi like around a, a fire cooking up some meats? Yeah, like, there'll be no I, I issue. Mean, no. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, if it was just me and another guy about the same size as me, maybe we'd get into a fight. But when I'm going up against a guy who's six ten and what two hundred and sixty pounds, I'm not going to try to arm wrestle Stevie Adams okay. or anything. Like that. I'll probably try actually about ten beers in, but uh, that'd be hilarious. That'd be a fun turn in the night. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do, do kiwis grill their kiwis ever? I'm just thinking <laughs> talk about kiwis by the fire. I love I love a good fruit on a grill. Mm, sure, mm, yeah, it's underrated. A little blackened mm, fruit. Hot fruit. You're not wrong. Hot fruit. Right, what hot you, fruit. What about you? Who are you inviting over for some hot fruit? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first let me t- let me take a slight issue with Big Krogadaga's email. Okay. A big Greg souvlaki on the spit. You don't put souvlaki on the spit. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, yeah, I was a little confused that's, by that too. That's, that's a Euro time. That's a shish to walk uh, in the Middle East, uh, I think, anyways. Anyway, um, we said a media personality or NBA player. So I'm having Zach Lowe over. Uh, as he walks in the door, going to play a shorty guy, low, 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 low. See if he responds to that. He probably won't. He won't. Uh, no. He'll have a well, Jalen Rose. <laughs> Jalen Rose uh, still does that for Zach Lowe. Every time he sees Zach Lowe, he says, Shorty got low, low. He sings that to him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know why. But either way, uh, regardless, uh, Zach Lowe, I'm going to bring DeJounte Murray to my dinner. I'm going to cook him salmon because you can't really mess up a salmon. And, uh, sure you can. The, oh, my God. Well, you can. It's easy. It's an easy cook. You can mess it up. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. It's easy to cook salmon. Mm. It's, it's a simple recipe. You, you obviously, you can leave it in the oven for too long you're baking that baby uh but uh i know how to pull it out i don't know how to cook much okay that's what i'm trying to say here so the salmon it's easy and my wife has taught me an easy mustard-based dressing you don't even know is a mustard-based dressing so when Dejounte murray's eating this thing he's gonna be like whoa this is good what is this and i say it's a mustard-based dressing Dejounte. That's why your nickname oh should be oh Mustard. That's why your, that's why your nickname should Yeah. Anyways, it'll, we'll get long into the night, and uh, I'll convince him that his nickname should be Mustard. His name is DeJounte. Do you think, though, going back to Zach Lowe, if you had him on, yeah. him in, would, he fe- would you feature in one of his 10 things I like and didn't like about the weekend? <laughs> oh, I don't know. If I left that baby in too long, I would definitely be a thing he didn't like. Trey, what do you got? Uh, you guys are having dinners. I got a different plan. I'm having PJ Tucker over for SMP's Saturday morning pancakes. The man is the pancake king of the NBA, oh. so let's have some SMPJs. I feel like originally, <laughs> like when we first sit down, this guy is going to hate me. He seems like the kind of guy that would hate a, a silly media guy. But then, you know, maybe I'm wearing an exclusive robe or a very fancy pair of house slippers or something that will catch his eye. And next thing you know, we're talking about fashion, eating bacon. It could be a good time with PJ Tucker. It's mm, a good answer. I'm, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going LeBron. I'm having tacos on a Tuesday with LeBron. Let's see what he's going to deliver here. Because I've seen some people 
um, question some of the tacos that he's consuming <laughs> on Taco Tuesdays. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and but tell but who, you know it's tough to tell from the look of the taco. Um, but Wait, what do you mean by questioning um, the taco? Just not not high. You know, not super authentic. Um, mm, you know, not mm, high quality. Sure, yeah, like yeah. you can obviously get in California. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're gonna have you're gonna have high quality tacos for me. Yeah. Sounds like though. I mean, nice. That all said, I'm I'm uh I'm into the idea of spinning meat. I've never called it spinning meat. <laughs> what goes up? Let's come down. Spinning meat got to go round. Uh, love that song. They used oh, to play that on good. CJCS in Stratford uh, all the time. <laughs> There's a little story for you. All right, next question. Here, you can tell this is our second show of the day. Uh, next one. Hey, No Dunks gang. It's been quiet around Andre Godala the last few weeks. He's under contract with Memphis at the moment, but said he wants to play for a title contender. Where would you like Iguodala to land? Keep up the great work. That's from Aaron. Andre Godala hasn't played a minute this season. Just hanging out. Mm. He was traded from Golden State in the offseason. A cash-saving move. So Andre Godala, he's very active. He's not retired. Where should he go? Yeah, well, this is good because he's saying, where would you like Iguodala to land, not where will he land? I think he's going to the Lakers eventually. You think it's so? Just a mat- yep. Yes, I think so. I think it's just a matter of time well, before because, he gets there. Because why? There seems to be a role. They're obviously a title contender. Yeah, I mean, if he's available, they'll they'll try to make the uh, make the roster a move to get him in the team. I mean, he's a fantastic player. You know, he's won championships. He's going to bring that experience. He's going to come off the bench. You're going to want a guy can- to play like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, too, or, to try and guard them. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he just he brings so much to a team in basically in few minutes as well. I mean, he might play ten minutes one night. He might play twenty five minutes. You might throw him into the starting lineup one night. Maybe he just comes off the bench. We know he can hit clutch shots. We know he can defend. We know he can handle the ball if necessary. He brings so many tools to the table. Right. Um, so that's why I think the Lakers are going to figure out a way to get him eventually. But I would love to see him go to the Blazers because I mm. think they could really use him. I think I think he could turn that team from a periphery contender into perhaps a contender. If that's uh, if that's an upgrade, I mean, look, is he, it, yeah, is that an upgrade from the periphery <laughs> to the perhaps? I just, I just they, look, they've lost a lot of their their sort of perimeter defense. Mm. Amino, Harkless, those sort of guys are not there. And again, all those other things I said, he can take a bit of the offensive heat away from Lillard and McCollum. He can defend, he can score, he yeah. can do all these things. He can come off the bench. So I would love to see him in Portland. But they could uh, use forwards think, in Portland too. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a guy like that. I mean. You know, you just know he takes care of himself. So if even though he's not playing right now, he's going to be ready uh, whenever he does get picked up by another, or you know, whenever the situation in Memphis crystallizes and he gets out of there. So I would love to see him in Portland. Similar note: the Houston Rockets aren't uh, on the top of everybody's contender list, but they're in the realm, and so I'd I'd like to see him go there uh, because you know I I like a lot of people don't totally believe they can win a championship but I also aren't I'm not going to discount them because of all the talent they have I think he can go there because they desperately need depth I think he can go in that locker room and tell them what they're missing as a guy who beat them uh, multiple <laughs> times with the Golden State Warriors I think yeah the, the Blazers are sort of there in that bubble and, and the Rockets they're not far I, I definitely don't think they're far despite their lousy defense to start this season not bad. How about Eastern Conference teams? Full circle. Go back to the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a thin team. He would fit in there just being another guy who plays defense, and he'd be able to make plays, which I think would take a little bit of pressure off uh, Ben Simmons come playoff time, or maybe even the Toronto Raptors. 
it'd be a decent three for them. You know, they've got OG, they've got Norm Powell, who are both running out at the small forward position, but not bad getting a guy with some championship experience, another vet who's going to make plays. We saw how the vets showed up for the Raptors in last year's playoffs. Iguodala seems like he would be the exact same kind of guy. Great question, Aaron. Um, I do think, uh, like Lee was saying, though, I think he's ultimately going to end up on the Lakers. Um, but he's the type of guy, you could, if, if he stayed in shape, that you can basically plug him into almost any team, especially in a reserve role, he's going to be able to contribute. So it'll be cool to see him uh, hopefully on one of these teams, one of these sort of title contenderish teams uh, a little bit later in the year. It's going to be weird, though, if he goes to the Lakers, then he's uh, reportedly wants to retire as a Golden State Warrior. He's just going to bounce? He's just going to be a yeah. little championship-type chaser? Oh, why not? Yeah, maybe be a Roger Clemens, just show up for the last couple months of the season, try and win a title for a couple different teams, then... Go back to the Warriors. I don't know. Maybe he just loves gold jerseys. Yeah. Nuggets, Warriors, Lakers. Mm. Who else? All right. Next one here. This is from at PJ underscore Will. So this one on Twitter. Do you think there will be a commissioner's choice for the All-Star game again this year? And if so, who? Vince Carter and Jamal Crawford would get my vote. Again, that's from PJ. Um, alluding to the fact that obviously Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade were announced as commissioner choices, sort of like bonus additions to the All-Star game, and everybody loved it, and that was great. But do you like the idea of always doing it? I think it can be a year-by-year thing. I'm I'm fine with it. I don't think you have to have one, and you don't even have to have two, in fact, every year. If if one player is deserving of it, then uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, I don't think it also necessarily even has to be a guy in his last season. I think it can be a guy who we all agree should have made an All-Star game but never did and never will, someone like a Mike Conley, for example. You know? I actually hate this that. Is I what, hate the yeah, idea yeah. of a veterans of a of a legends commissioner's choice being the first all star selection. That's why Conley to me, no way. Uh, Jamal Crawford, he's not in the league right now. Yeah, no way. Yeah. It should be Vince. This is his last season. He's a million years old. It should be him, and it should only be Vince. But I don't like the idea of a guy never made an all star team. So we'll throw him a no, bone here. That is, that, I hate that too. Yeah, Tass, what do you think? Yeah, last year it was it was interesting because Wade and Dirk. Definitely didn't deserve to be All-Stars last season, but they didn't look out of place out there, especially because it's an All-Star game and these guys are the most talented people in the world and there's not a lot of defense being played. So they were making it happen. It was fun to see them come off the bench. And so my initial thought is, yeah, why the heck not bring a couple guys who are definitely already going to be in the Hall of Fame so this isn't going to boost their resume whatsoever at Vince. Uh, but well, what I, about I Carmelo? Good one for put, the West. Put Melo in. Yeah, you got to, you've got to be in the league. Oh, be okay. <laughs> We're having a Craig Hodges situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let him run out there with an NBA jersey. I don't know. Maybe the Nuggets will sign him, like you know, in February, just so he can be an All Star. There's yeah. not really oh, a good idea. one in the West to me. Pau Gasol, like, but he's yeah, true. He, yeah, but he's not really an All Star guy. You need to have All Star. I know. It's like uh, it's like what's the point then? I mean, it worked with Dirk yeah. and Wade. Don't get me wrong. Um, we sort of knew that was the end. These guys have played so long. It was just perfect. Uh, you know, one being in the East and one being in the West, but. Yeah, like trying to like like we have to now debate and convince ourselves every year if like this was a thing. I I don't like it either. I'm with I'm with Trey. Like when it feels fine, like Vince, I, yeah, I could get on board. Um, and if Melo, honestly, I guess was in the league if he was on a team, he would sort of make sense too. If he was like, well, I'm hanging it up at the end of the year, sure. But otherwise, yeah, we don't need to like, oh, who's got to be who's going to be this year? Like we're gonna get into some crazy people down the line. Good question. Mm-hmm. All right, next one here. Hi, guys. Loving the new format. So glad you're back. Being paid to talk about basketball with your friends might be considered by many to be a dream job. But I want to know, what were your dream jobs growing up? That's from Ricardo in Brazil. Thanks for emailing, Ricardo. Dream jobs growing up. 
I dreamt about not having a job when I Ooh. grew up. I think it would be awesome to not actually have to work for a living and just be independently wealthy living my life. That's mm. actually still my dream job. But other than that, baseball player. <laughs> not just any baseball player. I wanted to be actually Ryan Sandberg, the Ryan Sandberg. Mm, yep. So I don't know. If we can figure out a way to go back in time, splice some jeans, maybe I'll be able to make it work. <laughs> Get some pine tar on those <laughs> jeans. Yeah. What, did, what, what did you like about Sandberg? You got, he had the power and the speed? Oh, man, you're telling me a uh, second baseman's hitting 40 jacks, winning a gold glove? A guy could, could do it all. Yeah, he's Number all hopped up on PEDs. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's baseball. You're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the sexy position, though, is it, second base? Isn't it shortstop where you want to be? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Sean Dunstan was there playing <laughs> uh, yeah, rifle okay. arm. Got yeah. the shano meter. He almost got up 300 one season. <laughs> oh, wow. 300. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's getting a hit 30% of the time, man. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, first million-dollar contract, I think, in, in MLB. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't think I would have guessed that. Never. No Some way. call him the original Jeff Kent. What a compliment. <laughs> that guy was doing will, the juice for sure. Will we see Sandberg on Survivor? <laughs> well, that'd be great. I hope so. Great. I'd vote for him. JD, what was your dream job growing up? Uh, rock star, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you made it then, J.D.? Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Come on, man. The Pink Palace in uh, <laughs> Greek yeah. Islands. Yeah, yeah. Playing American Pie for the, <laughs> for the backpackers. <laughs> the height of my career as a drummer. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, that's, uh, you know, but I wasn't really interested in, you know, learning how to play any instruments. Right. You know, I, I never took a lesson for anything that I played, so. Who was, who was your. you're a freaking natural. Who yeah, was your, um, who's your idol? Uh, Keith Moon, probably my favorite drummer of all time. Mm. And then, I mean, this is a little dark, but when did you know, when did you know you were not going to be a rock star? Like, was there a a moment, a gig, whatever? Uh, It was the year 2000, and our band just broke up. Oh, that's, and that was it. And you had no desire to like, all right, let's do this again. We had done it for 10 years. It was work. It was very much work. Yeah. Like, you know hauling shit up and down stairs you know we were our own roadies i was the driver of the van so it was it was a lot of work um so i said screw it i'm going to ryerson (laughs) (laughs) and And here i am joined another band (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) i was wrong i was wrong about ryan sandberg he was the first six million dollar band yeah. Okay. Just had to get that out there uh, because I did follow the baseball game uh, very closely back then because I was a baseball man. Definitely wanted to be a baseball player. Wanted to suit up. I didn't really have a particular position I wanted to kick the dirt at, but uh, <laughs> you know the sweet smell of the grass. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sound of bat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, so Lee, those were the days. you're an NBA player, I assume. Yeah, wow, well, that was the, uh, that was the hope. But I actually wanted to be a pilot, and I and, and for work experience, when I was about I don't know fifteen or sixteen, I went to a pilot training school mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, are you it serious? Was great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to be like an F one, uh, uh, no, uh, F sixteen. Yeah, F sixteen. Yeah, like a jet. <laughs> you literally got a jet oh, yeah. on your shirt right now. Sunbury yeah. basketball. It is a jet that yeah. appears to be holding a basketball. Sunbury jets. How does a jet hold a basketball? You're looking at it right <laughs> yeah, now. I guess man. I've never been to pilot school. <laughs> but uh, I know. It was great, like, for two weeks, and uh, they, they took you up in some of the little Cessnas, those little uh, yep. uh, propeller-powered uh, propeller planes. Uh, but, yeah, trying to be an Air Force pilot, just you need you know super high grades and a lot of money. 
I had neither. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. Do you need perfect? Um, do you need perfect vision for something like you that used too? To. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. My vision was fine. Yeah. That what? part I was okay at. Your vision but, was uh, fine? When did you get glasses? Back then it was, yeah. Oh. It started dropping off when I was about 20. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, good thing you didn't get into the mix because they'd be like, man, this guy's got perfect <laughs> eyes and then they instantly start failing. Yeah. No, he's going to drop his basketball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dream job from, yeah, probably honestly being an NBA player, definitely from the ages of like 14 to 17. Um, and I've talked to this about this before, but I wanted to... When, when I had an idea that I wanted to start to get into television, or I thought I might want to get into television, which was a big reason why I went to Ryerson, I uh, wanted to write commercials or you know, produce or direct commercials. I uh, guess I just loved the commercials when they came on during my favorite show. <laughs> wouldn't, let the, wouldn't let mom switch the channel. No, 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 no. I like this one. That's why you love doing those ad reads. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Good one there, Ricardo. Next one. Hey, No Dunks crew. Long-time listener here. I'm so happy to have you guys back in my ears on a regular basis. And as an athletic subscriber, you couldn't have found a better home. Yeah, nice. But I really need to take issue with Lee's Halloween shaming rant, specifically around older kids trick-or-treating. All right, listen up here, Lee. While I agree with a lot of what he said around kid behavior, as an adolescent therapist, I want to stand up for teens and tweens who choose to relive a little childhood fun by trick-or-treating with their friends. There are a lot of worse things tweens and teens could be doing on Halloween night, and I always want to support the few who aren't too cool to put on a costume and have a little harmless fun, and brave the shaming from adults who think they're too old. I'm always really kind to those kids and want to encourage you guys to be too. Don't be one of those adults who assumes the worst about teenagers before getting to know them. Adults do it all the time, and it's so hurtful at a time when life is already pretty hard for them, and really, when has shaming from random people ever made anyone a better person? That email from Joel. Relax, Joel. Well, it's just trick or treat. No way. I, mean, I agree 100% with Joel. 100%. What? Well, as I have a 13 year old, basically man boy who's 6'1. <laughs> yeah, your kid's gigantic. Who definitely went out trick or treating on Halloween. Did he dress up? Yeah, he was wearing uh, our fat suit that from our tickle trunk that was in my garage, and over that, our Christmas tree costume. That, that, so what uh, was he? A fat Christmas tree? Yeah, a fat Christmas tree. I guess I don't know. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and he well he caught a lot I mean, of crap from people. It's like he's a thirteen-year-old he, boy. You're, you're, okay, your son 13, looks. Okay. He looks like eighteen. Yeah, and he's yeah, got a yeah. really deep voice. Yeah, trick or treat. You know. <laughs> 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 okay, so that's it though. He's last year at thirteen. Okay, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. I, if he wants to go, if he wants to go out at sixteen years old, well, that's fine. Who cares? But a Christmas tree. I mean, well, yeah. Like, I want to have a costume that's actually a, a legit costume. <laughs> it it is a legit. It's a legit costume. He looked better <laughs> than most of the kids out there. It's not romantic, JD. It's not romantic at all. (laughs) You're you're making fun of Christmas and Halloween at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) But was he able to relive his childhood as Joel? He's still a child. Exactly, exactly. You can't relive your childhood when you're still a child. It's when you're like 30. That's when you want to relive your childhood. So 30-year-olds cool for trick or treating. I'm saying that's that's when you do something that you did as a kid to remind you're not when you just did it last year so i'm reliving my childhood you're still a child man okay but so then <laughs> the reason you said side. 11 was the cutoff 
Is that what I said? No, well, you said okay. eleven. I'm holding firm. If your man-child enjoyed himself, JD, I'm very happy for you and I'm very happy for him. I just, if he came knocking at my house, I would have politely declined his uh, oh, no way request. Wow. No way wow. you would have. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Let me hear that voice. Let me hear that voice. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been creepy at all. <laughs> All right, next one here. Uh, hey, No Dunk Squad. Yanis has kept his potential free agency slash extension talks very secretive so far. But after everything he has said about loyalty, would people hold it against him if he left because the Bucks didn't meet expectations? Do you think it would be a blemish on his so far great resume at, from Joseph? So if, if Giannis were to leave, um, would people be, I guess, upset with him for leaving the Milwaukee Bucks? That's the question. Eh? Yeah, like, that is the question. He's, he sort of had a flawless resume. I get that. Like, he is pretty beloved. Um, but this would be a knock against him? I don't know. He talks about loyalty uh, and about uh, being loyal to the small market franchise. And, yeah, uh, right. So We've heard many of, you know, superstars say something similar. Like, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to win here and then and then ultimately leave if they didn't feel like they had a, best chance, a good chance at winning a title. Um, I mean... They would. They. Yeah. I mean, Bucks fans would treat him like Durant leaving OKC. I'm sure. You know, they would say he betrayed us, man. He left us. But I mean, if he spends, let's say, he spends nine seasons there, and they get to the finals, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't hold it against him if he decided he wanted to move on. Myself. I think people would, though. I think. I mean, it all depends. The only guy who hasn't really gotten blasted for leaving his team and showing a lot of loyalty and then leaving his team was Kevin Garnett. And he was with Minnesota for quite some time. And they would get close, but not that close. With LeBron, with KD, the Cavs and the Thunder at the time were championship contenders. They were in the mix every single year. So, I mean, that's where the Bucs are right now. And if that continues and next summer, you know, if they they have two conference finals flameouts and then he decides to go leave and join some other team and they already have a star in place, if he were to look at... I don't know if you were to look at just for for instance, like the Heat, and he's like, "There's Jimmy Butler. I'm going there to try and win a title." I think people would knock even Giannis. I mean, you can you're in good graces until you're not. Yeah, uh, I, I guess in the Durant situation because he joined the '73 and '9 Warriors as well. That when he yeah. like, like they were yeah for sure a brilliant team. I mean, if the Heat are just a middling team and he joins, it wouldn't, wouldn't be as bad. I don't think is Durant going to... Uh, oh, for sure. That, that I agree with. But, I mean, if the Bucks are as good a chance as anybody to win the championship and Giannis leaves them, he'll get, he'll get killed, just yeah. like anyone. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't think he, has, he goes as far as, like, a Damian Lillard talking up about, like, the loyalty to a franchise and wanting to be the man and do it there and not sort of, like, team up with another guy, so to speak. Like, you know, Lillard's talked a lot about that, and it feels like he's really not going to leave Portland for at least now. Um you know, in the foreseeable future, and he could be a lifer there. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, you if you talk, I don't think Giannis has gone that far because he is a little more secretive with the whole thing and just doesn't want to address it or talk about it because he wants to focus on the season and his teammates and all, like he says. But yeah, you're going to get knocked if you talk that game and then you turn around uh, a season or two later and say, see ya. Like, but it also depends on what the Bucks do, right? If they, if the, what the, the, the talent that they surround him with, if it, flames out or whatever reason goes wrong then people are going to be let they're going to like yeah why wouldn't you go you, your whole goal is to win a title so go and try and get it Meh. hopefully it doesn't happen i'd like to see him be there for a long time same with Lillard in portland it is you know i know it's uh becoming more and more rare in today's nba 
um, what used to be the norm, like guys just being with a team for like 15 plus years, like the superstar guys. Now they just seems to like bounce around left and right, which is fun too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, makes things a lot more exciting in the summer, but it's sort of cool when you get these guys that are just with one team for a franchise for a long time. Yeah, we're entirely used to it now because everybody leaves their teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not a lot of one-team guys anymore. And it, it, that, that number has, has definitely decreased as time has gone on. So it wouldn't be... Uh, he would get beat up in the media, but he wouldn't get killed now. It's just, it just happens every stinking year. But if there's a guy who's going to stay in a small market, I could see Yanis doing it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I could definitely. I sort of agree with that. All right, next one here. It's from Dr. Dave, who says he defended his PhD last month. Woo! Congrats. So it's Dr. Dave. That's right. Um, he writes, hey, guys, congrats on the new gig. With the Warriors moving to a new arena or something, I just had to motivate the question somehow, I was thinking, what's a cool arena innovation that some team should try? How about this, writes Dr. Dave? Seats above the court, kind of like a glass bottom boat, and have the seats suspended above the court resting on sort of see-through glass. It's actually not a crazy idea, because don't they like do this type of weird stuff like dinners, like they'll raise you up in... Like uh, in a crane, and you have dinner up in the sky while you're dangling and stuff like that. Like, I think this is a real thing. So it's like that's not that far fetched um, that you could do something like this. But any other ideas, or or to comment on that idea from Dr. Dave? Dr. Dave is brilliant because I I said something somewhat similar a long time ago on this show, and it was inspired because I went to a show called Fuerza Bruta in uh, New York City once upon a time. It's a very live, uh, you're really into it type of show. Like, you're really a part of the show. The The actors are, like, amongst you in this, mm. in oh, this okay. sort of factory space, and they put together... They, they actually have one part where they're sort of, like, in a fishbowl above you in this, like, giant plastic space where they're rubbing their bodies, or this giant plastic pit, I should say, well, they're rubbing their bodies all over each other and smearing these uh, these oils all over each other. It was very cool. And I thought, if you were above a court, even if you weren't in seats, because I, I think that would be very difficult to look down right. if you're in a physical seat. But let's say there's this giant piece of plastic, like a fiberglass, like at the height of a jumbotron in an arena, yeah. but it was just it was dangling there, and you could like run back and forth as the players run back and forth <laughs> and watch from above. That'd be pretty so cool. So like almost on like a catwalk type of thing. Yeah, but I think I think the uh, the fiberglass would be the exact same dimensions as the court, hmm. and so oh, you have lots of space. Oh wow! And there's lots of people. You just but you couldn't fall off. Obviously, <laughs> there'd be some uh, some sort of you know something on the side. So would it be up, like yeah. uh, Kanye West when he was touring? He had that one floating stage that you could like oh, yeah. actually fall off if you wanted to. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, a, that's I think that's a great idea. But let's start with good replays in arenas. I think every single play should have replays like it was on television. I think we need more replays. Like, you want the viewing experience to be great. A lot of people are staying home because, hey, I've got an HD TV and watching the game on, at home is so great. I think no matter what, if it's a bad call against the home team, you, you want to see the good plays as a replay. I think I think teams should just start doing that a heck of a lot more to make the in-arena experience better because we talked about us being at the Hawks game on Tuesday night. I was looking at replays on my phone. I don't want to have to look down at my phone. And I want to see a play two, three times. I want to see all the angles 
throw it up there. Sorry to bring this back to basics, to TV basics, but yeah, Doctor Dave is smart. Let's uh, let's go crazy for it. it's a Bruta style. <laughs> about you guys? Well, one in arena innovation that they maybe need to rectify. Uh, speaking about uh, Tuesday night down at the Fortress Task was the Kiss Cam. It got a little bit out of control down there. <laughs> it did. Uh, you know, because the kiss cam comes up, so you want to have a little peck on the cheek or the lips with your partner, whoever you're there with. This one couple were getting right into it, though, weren't they, Tass? It was gross. I saw you put on the stories. It was <laughs> grotesque. I mean, show some manners and some respect to the kiss cam. We don't want to see that. I thought you liked romance. I love romance. <laughs> yeah. That's not romance. Yes, That's this... like watching your parents kiss. No one wants to see that. Your parents would kiss like that? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying like people don't like to see that, like that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. So the, the, what happened was the male of this uh, male and female partnership uh, pulled out his tongue immediately. He turned to his uh, wife, girlfriend, or whoever it was, and just started flicking his tongue up and down like he was uh, a serpent. But that's the... Hold on. That's the point. Moments like that are the point of the kiss cam. The kiss cam is not exciting if everybody's just like a little tiny smooch and you're like oh that's a cute old couple they just pecked each other on the cheek like that then it's like you gotta get a serpent cares? in there yeah well there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a weird moment like that so thank god this guy was sticking his tongue out like he was gene simmons uh, i'm amazed that the kiss cam still exists i'll be completely honest I, i'm sort of shocked that we still have it mm. because i was watching uh mm, i can't remember which game it was it was this week obviously it was yeah i think it was on monday night I'm watching like the league pass feed, so you sort of get the in between commercial breaks. Like it stays like yeah, yeah. on the feed of the arena, and it was a kiss cam, classic kiss cam, and they did. And I can't believe it doesn't happen more often. They went to a male and a female, and the guy you can read his lips go. No, he like uh uh-uh, uh. He sees that they're on the kiss cam and goes, no, it's my sister. Mm-hmm. How does that not happen a little bit more often? I don't know. Like, do the, I'm always wondering, are like they like scoping out the crowd? Like, oh, they've got he's got his arm around her, or like when they're sh- when they're done shooting people eating backwards, yeah. they look for <laughs> couples. Yeah, yes. So, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not even a fan of it. So you wanna you wanna get rid of it, Lee? Is that what you're saying? Too? Uh, I just, I don't know. It was it was fun up until that point of it last <laughs> night. You know, you Trey want, and I nearly had a kiss last year. You want rules for the kiss cam. I can't believe it. You want free throws on the kiss cam, basically. And I'm not surprised. Personally, if I ever end up on the kiss cam, I think I'm going weird. I would. I might yeah. go for the heavy makeout. Uh, the lick, actually, I like the serpent move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not selling me on this one yet because I'm going to be the weirdo on the kiss cam <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever am blessed with the footage. Lee, Lee, you snuck it in there. You said you and Trey almost kissed last year. I don't remember that. Yeah, we were, uh, I think it was at the Mavs game, wasn't it? I think you're right. I'm always politicking to get on the kiss cam. I'm, you know, like looking for a, a cameraman in the audience. Hey, 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 buddy, look at me. Look at looking me. for Larry, are you? Yeah, we That's know right. the camera guys. Yeah. Looking for Larry, yeah. give him a French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Uh, Larry French, the guy's a legend. Um, do you have a, an innovation, though, Trey? Team should try? Is it an innovation to go backwards? I'm not really sure because my first thought is what kind of tech stuff can we add to this as well? You know, I'm like, maybe we need the fiberglass. Maybe we need a rotating court that slowly spins 360 degrees over the course of a game. So you get every seat is a good seat. But no, every arena already has technology and it has a whole bunch of cement. There's not a lot of life in there. Give me a succulent garden hanging (laughs) above the court. Okay. Ah. A team like the Boston Celtics, TD Garden, Green, this is perfect for you. 
You don't have to have a lot of sunlight for a succulent to really thrive. You don't even need a lot of water. You just got to get somebody up there with a mister every single day. Just let it grow throughout the season. By the end of the year, those things are going to be dangling. Could be cool. Like a jungle. Yeah, like an organic material. Hmm, I don't mind that idea. But So you're saying it would start interfering with play, though. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of succulents you got, what kind of growing conditions you're dealing with. Uh, but I, if you've got a pothos, those things grow fast well, and they grow long. Well, to take that sort of idea, because it's sort of like, I mean, in my head immediately, I mean, it always goes back to baseball, doesn't it? it was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the like the Ivy Wall like out in, uh, in Chicago's uh, baseball oh, stadium. Oh, you know Rhino was getting some balls lost in that. That's right. That's Sweet right. Sweet Ivy. So then I would take like a fun innovation. I'm not the first to think of this by any means, but like... It would be pretty funny or cool if every every NBA arena, every team had like different dimensions to their court, be it three point mm. lines or like there's a weird extra section, like like a baseball stadium that they're all different every field. Yeah, um, be really trippy if they were just all like for whatever reason like a little little bit different. Either again, like lines are further, <laughs> whatever, and maybe there's a four point spot in this arena because they wanted to try that out. I don't know. Could be something there. Half court in one of them. Yeah. It's just a something. straight up half court. Just got to know the rules of that arena. Great question there from Dr. Dave. All right, next one. Hello, longtime listener, first time question asker. This week, I noticed that my podcast app won't update your picture to the no dunks image. It's still the free agents. Mm. This made me think, do either of you five have any nicknames you wish people would drop? or even memories that people remember about you that you wish you could have erased. Example, my basketball team calls me 3T because I drop bombs. 3T. 3T. Because I drop bombs. I mean, he makes well, three-pointers. Yeah, he makes threes. But What's maybe his, his name's, I don't know, Trey or something. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> to, yeah, he doesn't offer his name. I'm looking to see if his name starts with a T. He just signs off as 3T. Anyway, <laughs> however, before 3T, they called me Turtle because I look like Turtle from Entourage. There's three turtles. There's th- <laughs> three turtles. Uh, that name has stuck with a lot of old heads. <laughs> a lot of the old heads, he says. Keep yeah. smashing it. This man must be Australian, right? Uh, 3T, <laughs> 3T, and he signs off 3T plus DJ, Hoop Bros for Life. Wow. <laughs> He's, He's getting your buddy's name in? He's yeah. getting his buddy's name in there. Oh, you think so? Uh, yeah. It says 3T plus DJ, bracket, Hoop Bros for uh, Life. Ah, so right. That's a, that's a little shout out maybe to, to DJ, <laughs> his buddy. Okay. Turtles DJ. Back to the question. Yeah. Do you guys have any nicknames you wish people would drop? Or even memories that people remember about you that you wish you could have erased. Yeah, I, I don't have a nickname, but I have a one memory that I wish people would forget. And it, uh, it's coming up soon, actually. It's around Thanksgiving. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Here we go, gravy talk. <laughs> it's the one time I made gravy. And it uh, didn't quite work out. <laughs> it was a little uh, thicker. A little yeah. thicker than I usually make it. Yeah, we're around at Tass's place, I think it was. And, uh, was I this the first year we were in Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I stepped up and said, uh, oh, yeah, you want some gravy? I'll make some gravy. I'll make good gravy. Because <laughs> yeah. I do. And that's I do that was a problem. Gravy. You really hyped it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I guess uh, this is going to be the highlight of the meal, <laughs> this gravy that I'm bringing. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. That's how confident I felt about it. But uh, I'm not quite sure what happened. It got, just got a little too floury. And then I added more water and more flour, and it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> oh, <it's> so bad. <laughs> Why did you add more flour? Well, yeah, flour? I don't know, man. I, maybe it was just because I wasn't in my uh, my home kitchen. I don't know, you know. But oh. I had all the I had the juice from the turkeys. I had the water. I had salt, pepper. All flour. the ingredients were there. I know. 
That's a, tough, that's a tough one to shake, too, because yeah, it happened at Thanksgiving, so we're always going to bring it up. I know, always. I know, I know. It wasn't just a random Sunday afternoon. It no. It was like the biggest <laughs> turkey day of the year. <laughs> People are jonesing for gravy. Because I, I, I think even if I redeem myself, I don't think I'll ever shake that tag. No, no. <laughs> I doubt it. You'd probably make it worse, too. <laughs> no, I wouldn't make it worse. I wouldn't make it. It'd be, it's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should try to redeem <laughs> A lot yourself. of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll think about it. Um, I uh, this was it wasn't a nickname that stuck. I think I may have shared this story before, so apologies. But uh, once I was playing NBA Jam with my buddy Grish and uh, our friend Rob Armstrong, and Grisham was annoying me because he was playing, I believe, with the Hornets, and he was blocking. If you timed it right, you could basically block a three-point shot without a goaltending being Mm -hmm. called um i think he had alonzo morning probably doing it and he kept doing it and doing it and i was like getting angrier and angrier and then rob who was just watching behind us on the couch in dave's room was like tampa boy (laughs) tampa boy and that was making me more and more angry and uh temper boy stuck for like a like temper boy is a good nickname it's really good temper boy (laughs) and i wasn't even angry but i was only then getting angry because he was saying temper boy um, but yeah, that's a, that's a little, uh, again, not a nickname that's stuck, but now I'm sure everybody will be tweeting at me, Temper Boy, so I can't wait. What about you well, guys? Speaking about a good nickname, quick breaking news, it's just quick and we'll get off it real quick. Jeff Goodman of Stadium tweeting, Kenneth Farid has signed a one-year deal in excess of $2 million to play in China. The Manimal going to China. Ah, I thought you were going to say the Blazers for a second. Yeah. When you said yeah, that right. money, I was like, what? Um, okay. I know. Going to China. I guess guess that's why he's going to China. I guess so. The dollars. That's a good nickname. The manimal. The manimal. That's a great nickname. Trey, uh, Cass, any nicknames? No. JD. I'm always uh, shocked by the memory that our fans have. It was our. It was a live show we did in Toronto. I think 2018. We went up. And I think it was slamming. Danny G gets up. He asks a question at the end of the thing. He says, uh, "This question's for Trey. Um, are you still doing yoga every day? And when was the last time you pooped your pants? <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't want people to know all of the times that I've pooped my pants or fallen down the stairs as a grown man. But this show is about authenticity and giving you guys a glimpse behind the curtain in the underwear. That's why you know. I'm not ashamed of it. It happens. And I've honestly been able to tighten things up down there pretty, <laughs> pretty well recently. Congrats. 2020, no stains. So you've been loosening up the rest of your body with yoga while you've been tightening <laughs> yes. your butthole. Yes. Okay, good. Exactly right. That is where my core strength comes from. <laughs> Start of the core and workout. What about a character named Two Stains? A guy. <laughs> Go on. A rapper who poops himself. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's Two. It. That's what works great. Um, speaking of feces, unfortunately, I have a nickname that uh, I, I kind of like. Actually, people called me Tasshole for a long time, <laughs> which is great because um, you know my my full name is Tassos Tasshole. It's, it's perfect, and uh, you know I really played into the character. I was a real a hole at times. <laughs> um, I actually like that one, so I don't want to lose <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah you got to get meaner. Keeping that one. Uh, one I want to lose is Toolbox. The guy who couldn't pronounce my name called me Toolbox. Wow. <laughs> lame. Real lame. I hated that guy. Oh, yeah. What? How do you even get to Toolbox? Tassel, I don't know. Tassel. Some people can't say Tassos. I was known oh, as Tassos for like most toolbox. of my adult life. Uh, or most of my uh, formative years. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it at all. Crazy. But 
yeah, he couldn't he couldn't get around it. Brian Ferreira. Where are you now, Brian Ferreira? <laughs> it's Brian Ferrari, Tass. No wonder. Yeah. You're <laughs> All right, just kidding. All he right. looked like Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one here uh, from Elliot. Hey, No Dunks crew, did you guys see that Tiki Barber from the New York Giants did a six-week run in kinky boots on Broadway? No. Nope. I completely missed that. missed that. Totally missed that, Elliot. Um, he goes on to write, I know y'all dabble in singing, and Skeetsy was in a choir back in the day? No, I think you're confusing me for Trey. <laughs> Trey, were you in a choir? Uh, I've been in many church choirs. My okay, mom's yeah. uh, been a choir director. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been known to sing some notes here and there. Yeah, I have not been in a choir, so I think you got me confused there with you. But uh, anyway, his question. What NBA players would be best starring in what musicals? Feels like all of you, especially JD, could give some awesome suggestions. Uh, then he goes on to list a couple. I'm not going to read them all, but he writes, um, Steph Curry, Jesus in Godspell, sure. uh, an ensemble piece. Everyone contributes equally to a show. Um, that everyone likes. Steph is sort of the leader. He says, Russell Westbrook, literally any one-man show, Alan Cumming, did a one-man Macbeth a few years ago. Westbrook could do that. (laughs) Steven Adams, Curly in Oklahoma, uh, possibility. And then uh, he also wants to know, did any of you guys ever do high school or community theater? Please share any and all applicable stories. (laughs) Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Again, that's from Elliot. So he wants, uh, yeah, there's two things there. Um, did anybody do uh, high school or community theater? And then the whole starring in musicals, NBA players. J.D., mm. you're the only one that can really answer this. I think. Well, I've got a couple <laughs> of suggestions. Uh, God Cham God should play Jean Valjean in Les Mis. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? <laughs> Just because it sounds it's the perfect. name. Yeah. It's perfect. perfect. God Cham God as Jean Valjean <laughs> tonight. Uh, you need a... In Hamilton... They're, the guy that plays Lafayette plays Thomas Jefferson in the second half. So he plays okay. Lafayette in the first act and then Thomas Jefferson. Completely different characters. So you need somebody who's very versatile. So Tim Duncan, somebody like that. Tim who's Duncan. Like, well, you know, mm. Multifaceted player. Okay. You know. Uh, and then uh, speaking of community theater, my kids were just involved with Matilda, community uh, a community theater production. I saw it. Incredible. Yeah, it was good. It was. It was very, actually very really good. good. And I do not go to a lot of plays or musicals, musicals especially. And if you remember the villain in that show, the Trunchbull, like mm-hmm. the ultimate heel. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. just over the top, steals every scene, and that's Joe Allenbeat for me. Yeah. Like he's just such the. He's a perfect trolling heel right now or can be uh so yeah those are my good picks. suggestions um did were you in like i mean you said your kids are in community theater were you ever nah, in no, uh i was never no not really no not even behind didn't the have scenes it. no i didn't have we didn't it really have it you I, guys down there in atlanta i did a call or a high school play once i think it was called done to death uh it was like a murder mystery sort of thing i was a butler <laughs> so you did it <laughs> it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh did i do it Honestly, I don't even remember who did it. Because you got to tune in to find out. It's a real who done it. Not the butler. Hmm. Or was it? I actually went to the audition once for our school play. Yeah. Uh, I got there. I don't even remember what the play was or what the part I was auditioning for, but there was a big lineup of people. I waited five minutes and then I left, and that was it. That was my. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> that was my musical you don't, experience. You really. don't remember what it was for? 
like the play or the the role? Nah, no. Nah. Oh. Every year they just had like a, a school play, and they, uh, you know, they they worked on it all year, and then they they presented it at the end of the year yeah. for like two weeks. But uh, you know, I wasn't going for the lead role. I was just like, oh sure, I'll give it a try. But wow. I got there, and there were so many people, and there was, I was just like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm going back to the basketball court. <laughs> I'm a what would have happened? Yeah. What would have happened if you stayed in line? Yeah. Your destiny could have been changed. It's a big forever. what if. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? What a real. Uh, Sliding doors moment in my life. <laughs> 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 All right, let's Brilliant. take it back to the court here. I specifically want Lee's opinion on this one because he's the free throw pro. What would happen if no free throws were shot during the game? In other words, if a foul was committed, they would still count the foul, but at the end of the game, the players would just shoot all their free throws at once. I'm a Rockets fan. So, for example, if James Harden was in, the, in line to shoot 14 free throws like he did in their home opener... He wouldn't shoot any during the 48-minute game. But once regulation was up, he'd go to the stripe and shoot 14 in a row. This could possibly help worse free-throw shooters shoot a better percentage by getting into a better flow. Also, if a game would be tied at the end of regulation, instead of going immediately to overtime, the players would line up to shoot free-throws, putting a lot more pressure on actually making the shots. It would also give the opposing players the chance to talk more smack at the free-throw line, which I am a huge fan of. Would this be fun, and or how would you rate this as a viewing experience? Love you guys, and super glad you're back. Super necessary. Thanks, Jared B. So what do you think, Lee? No, I think it would be pretty boring to just watch teams fire off their free throws altogether. But let's have a little bit of fun with it for a, for a second here, because I do think it would actually increase free throw percentage across the league. Because I'm assuming there'd be no players standing around, so it'd just be the ref handing you the ball back. And if you're in James Harden's situation, you've got to shoot 14 row. Any other regular player... The more you just sort of you're just firing them away, and we know that before a game and, and any time an NBA player is shooting in a gym, they tend to just knock down every shot. They're yeah. just incredible shooters, so it would increase it across the board like that. But uh, it would, would it be, matter? Would it matter if they lined up or not? Wouldn't it just still increase the percentages? It probably would. Yeah, if you're if you're just shooting a certain amount in a row, I think it would. Yeah. But what would be interesting in a situation like uh, Tuesday Tuesday night's game between Indiana and Charlotte, where the Hornets shot forty two free throws. To Indiana seven, so imagine the end of forty eight minutes. Oh my god! One team, yeah, one team's down by twenty five points or whatever, but they've got forty two free throws to attempt, and the other team's got seven. I mean, that would be kind there of fun. Is, yeah, to see there, like this is silly, like a silly even, but there is something like when you wrap your head around, like yeah, you can see it being sort of fun. Um, like yeah. having to hit like obviously clutch free throws, like maybe you got to hit like ten in a row to win the game for your team or something. But yeah, your team, your team's Still down by uh, twenty five <laughs> points, and you've got thirty free throws, and you know like someone's going to miss a couple in a row. That's like, ooh, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> yeah, what if they miss five? Then the game's over. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, call it. I mean, it's just sort of like oddly like a shootout or something in a weird way, right? Like a, like a soccer shootout, football mm, shootout, yeah. in a, in a, without defense being played. It's sort of yeah, similar yeah. to that to me. Interesting idea, but I uh, can't see it ever ha- uh, taking place. I don't even think they'd even trial this one in the G League, would they? Wow, you're saying they're not even G League worthy. I don't think so. Great idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next one here from Caleb. With Joel Embiid's suspension, I was bummed because I wanted to use the Game Time app and score on some last-minute tickets to see him and the Sixers play in Portland last Saturday. When players get suspended, do you think they should only be suspended for home games and not away games? That way, the away fans don't suffer for their mistakes. The home fans see them all the time anyway, so it wouldn't really affect them much. Thanks. Would love to hear your thoughts. Again, that's from Caleb. So if you get suspended, you only miss the games that are your home games. 
I like it. I don't mind it. I don't. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting idea. You're exactly right. It's uh, it's it's particularly applicable in something where a team is playing across conferences, right? And you're only going to get a chance to see that player one time, Joel Embiid one time in Portland. So, yeah, from that standpoint, it definitely makes sense to me. But shout out to our fans coming up with all these innovations. We got a guy who wants to hang seats above a court. We got a guy who wants to see every single free throw at the end of a game. We got a guy (laughs) who wants to suspend players only for away games. The smartest listeners in all of podcasts. Listen to No Dunks. Tell all your friends. (laughs) We got a good batch of emails this week. I, I can't deny it. There's lots of good emails coming into no dunks at theathletic.com. Tell your friends. <laughs> any any comment on the uh, suspension? I think it, I think it's perfect. I think it's a good idea. Why the heck not? I'm trying to think of why it's not a good idea, and I'm struggling. <laughs> I can't really. I guess I, I guess there's the if you want to get technical about it, if the guy gets suspended in the 80th game for five. For, yeah five games and it's got to carry over i don't know and it would have to be different in the playoffs too right like yes yeah yeah, that would just have to be an instant suspension but i mean they do that things are different in the regular season in the playoffs anyways yeah try it in the g league yeah (laughs) that's interesting caleb good email you got us thinking very good email and uh now you got everyone listening thinking too i'm sure other people are like no you can't do that you dummies why didn't you bring up this well let us know what are we missing with this why isn't this a great idea why shouldn't caleb be commissioner Convince us. All right, next email here. Gentlemen, I love your guys' podcast, but I'm relatively new to it. So for that reason, I was wondering if you could maybe give a brief background on how it all came to be. I am from Pittsburgh, where there is no NBA following. Whenever I try to talk hoops, all I hear is, quote, I will watch the NBA when they start playing defense. College is so much better. Sigh. (laughs) Keep up the good work. That's Joe from Pittsburgh, and that was Joe Sigh, by the way. Yeah. That's a timely, not, timely not NBA email. owner Joe side. It was Joe side. Yes, timely. It, it is a timely email because uh, college returned last night, right? College ball returned to our lives Ooh. that we definitely don't follow. Um, I'm pretty sure it did, but don't don't don't, don't ask me. Yeah, who knows? Um, wow, brief background. Can we do it brief? Who wants to do it? Yeah, we can do it. Okay, we can do it brief. I'll start. You jump in. Um, JD, Tass, and Matteo. We all went to Ryerson University from 2001 to 2005. That's where we met. Uh, worked on a lot of projects together. It was a radio and television program, so we were doing, you know, we were making television shows or writing scripts and shooting things and, and off a lot of audio things as well. And, and a part of that is uh, you, JD, and Tass, you had a, you had a sports. Sports doctor. Basically a sports internet radio mm-hmm. program. Uh, I had another one. It was more of a comedy show with a couple friends at school. Anyway, so we were getting into it, and... As we became friends and as school was wrapping up, university was wrapping up, J.D. Tass and I um, talked about wanting to create something, do something, and J.D. found out about these crazy new things called podcasts. Mm-hmm. Tass and I had no idea what he was talking about, um, but you pitched us on the idea. Yeah, you just turn on the mics and we record it and you can talk about whatever you want. We put it up on the internet and people can download and listen to it. So Tass and I were like, well, what are we going to talk about? Turns out we were both basketball fans and that's why we focused on the NBA did that for a while did a daily show eventually it turned into it was a weekly show which then turned into sort of like twice a week which then turned into a daily show where we'd get up super early in the morning we all had jobs at this point because we were out of university but we would all get up early in the morning jump on skype talk about like sort of like we do now talk about the big games the big storylines post it and go from there gained a small following um especially because it was at the forefront of sports podcasting we decided then like year three i guess to go video yep so we added a video component 
um, to the podcast. It was a video podcast. You can watch us uh, talk about the big games and storylines. At some point, Matteo comes back into the mix. Matteo had gone off to be a lawyer. That's right. And then came back to actually help us work on that show, produce that show, create that show, and help ultimately sell the show because we ended up selling it to The Score, which was um, a sports network in Canada, a national sports network. Uh, we did some one-off things for them just to see if, like, you know, test us out and see if we were we were up to, to par here. They hired us, and we then continued to make a podcast. Yes. And then dabbled in television with the score. Yeah, we had a uh, weekly television show. That's right. It was a weekly television show. And then at one point, and, and Tass and I were also on... Court surfing. Su- court, well, court surfing, yeah. And uh, also we would sit in sometimes, like, uh, when it was Renee and Cam, and they would, like... Oh, yeah. Sort of throw to us to weigh in on the NBA's happenings. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for a couple of years. At this point, Trey comes up to join us actually in Toronto. We add him as sort of mm-hmm. our um, designated blogger, really, at, at the start. So he comes up from Chicago to work on, uh, we were called the Basketball Jones at this point. Lee stumbles into our office because uh, we went on tour and we needed some help, and Lee worked at the score. So we added this guy to the mix, and he never left. Mm-hmm. Good uh, thing there right. wasn't a long line to get in. Yeah. <laughs> just walk right on by. That's exactly right, Trey. And then, so it's all the six of us, and eventually, uh, a couple of years after the score, um, we had some communication with NBA TV down in Atlanta, and they were asking us if there was a possibility that we would have you know, ever moved the show there and go there and do a television show. We obviously did. Did that for six years. And... They not declined to pick us up in sort of our last uh, last year, and we are now with the athletic. I mean, did I miss anything there? Now we are back to sort of daily podcasting. That's summed it up. That's it. That's like a fourteen quick years yeah. right there. <laughs> wow, yeah. when you put it like that, eh? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I was obviously doing that as quick as possible, but uh, that's the gist of it. Yeah. So, Joe, thanks for jumping on board, and hopefully, uh, thanks jumping, Joe. Couple other other reviews out there uh, didn't, maybe didn't know that backstory now have it, um, but yeah we I mean look we've done uh, some sort of like daily NBA show now especially JD Tass and I for since since two. January two thousand six for yeah. the most part I know it wasn't maybe daily right then but long time long long time all right our next one dear no dunks crew my name is Josiah. And I've been listening to the show since I was about nine years old. I'm 14 now. I sent multiple fan signs in when you guys were still the starters, and I absolutely love you guys. You keep making up with the NBA twice as fun as it already is. Thank you, Josiah. Uh, I collect basketball cards, and I have a question for Lee. What is the best year and best brand of basketball cards? I love Fleer 91 or Skybox 90. What's your choice? Also, will you guys bring back the meme team or bring back a way of people sending in fan signs? Wow. Mm. Josiah is 14, and he loves basketball cards from 91 and 90. Yeah. I, I would not do that. <laughs> Respect. Like I, I would not do that. <laughs> no, you know, like there's there's the old perfect Mickey Mantle cards out there before my time. Not into it. I'm into cards that I could collect while I was a kid, but mm. Josiah is a his, historian of basketball cards. Yeah, that's exactly Great right. to see. And also, by the way, you can send in fan signs. You know, email them, nodunksattheathletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at nodunksinc. Um, hit us up on Instagram. We'll we'll put that stuff to our social medias. We'll share it. We'll for retweet sure. it. We don't have a TV show, but you'll, we'll get it out there for the people if oh, you have yeah. a fan sign. And what, uh, is t- what is a TV show anyways? Yeah. We're right. a social media show. That's exactly We're right. We're a show. You're right, man. Uh, and the meme team, 
Well, no, not right now. We won't be bringing back the meme team. But we're just always oh, dabbling. No, we can't do that. We can't do that on yeah, our social media show. show. Yeah, we're, yeah. Just, we're always just dabbling in the memes. All right, but Lee, the, the, we live the meme yeah. team. The guard, the card question. What do you got? Well, I think uh, I think he's right there with the skybox. I, I think they're probably my favourite ones there with the uh, arty sort of background. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've opened a couple of packs here, and we're going to get to that because we're a social media show. We do that every <laughs> Thursday, right? And uh, Tas gets into it because they're cards that uh, you know around around his age when he was growing up, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but you know what? Also, there, I know someone sent me a link once. You can buy like old packs of cards. I don't know where it came. Maybe it was Amazon or somewhere. But I wouldn't. We've got a lot of nineteen ninety ones. If you got some from 94, 95, or you got a link, or you can know a guy, let me know. Send them in. <laughs> right. So you, a guy. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do generally, we're in that sort of early 90s era yes. when we're opening. It'd be nice to like change that up a little bit. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. So yeah. if you've got some, you know, you just you just got a link or whatever. Just mm-hmm. let me know. I'll buy them. I'm not saying send them for free. I mean, if you want to send them free, great. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. But just let me know where I can acquire some. Okay. You know? So you want late, uh, ni- basically late nineties. You'd like to get your mid, hands mid on. to late nineties, yeah, okay. mid to late nineties. That'd be great. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Did you did you collect basketball cards? You did. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember one time I got pocket money off dad, and I went to the city. I, I think I had twenty bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of pocket money, actually. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but this was in the early 90s. <laughs> Dickie was my dad. That must not have been one day's, uh, one week's pocket money. That must have been like a month's pocket money. Right. I went into the city. pocket money. Pocket yeah, money. well, that's what it was called. Oh, yeah. And uh, I bought like... That, that is bucket. different than wallet money, I guess. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. It's allowance, I guess. Yeah, this money. allowance, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, that must have been at least a month, a minimum. No way it was a week. <laughs> anyway, I went into the city and I bought six packs of $3 each basketball cards off the Skybox or something like that. I remember coming home to show dad, and he was just like, what? That $18 of your pocket money slash allowance went to basketball cards. <laughs> you know, I probably, I mean, six packs is probably 90, I guess, 90 cards in there. Yeah. yeah. I sure. was like 15 or 16 at the time. He did not think that was a good investment. He could have been out <laughs> trick-or-treating, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with the other $2? Yeah, that was probably just getting in and out of the city to go and get the cards. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't eat that day. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have eaten. There's not enough. There's, there's, I'm oh, trying that's to why the budget that, in my head right now. That's why we eat the uh, checklist cards. <laughs> <laughs> You're so hungry. Starving. Oh, yeah. Dip them in the gravy. They go down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, make sure you check out our card openings on Thursday. Things get weird. Yeah. Mm. Last email here. Long-time listener, really enjoying the new podcast formats. I was about to say pocket formats. Uh, (laughs) But guys, you're pumping out so many podcasts, I'm not getting to my other podcasts. No Dunks is the top listen whenever it's in my feed, but now I'm getting an hour, sometimes two hours of No Dunks each day. So sad. And I'm watching my backlog of podcasts rapidly growing. I don't have enough hours each day to listen to podcasts, and I refuse to listen to No Dunks at two times speed. I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Tim. Guys, when was a time you had too much of a good thing? Thank you, Tim, for emailing that in. From Australia with mad pocket money. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Too much. Well, of... go ahead. There was one time uh, when I was in London, I was working at a bank, and Krispy Kreme was trying to break into the market. And I don't know why, but they, they in, our, in our offices, they brought in like 200... Uh, boxes of like a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts just to get out there. So everyone just like, you know, as if people had never seen a donut before, <laughs> rushing over to grab a whole box, running back to their desk, 
<laughs> and honestly, everyone in the office ate a box of Krispy Kreme donuts that day. I know. The first two or three of us were like, oh, these are great. Yeah. And then everyone was just donut hungover for the rest of the week. It was just like, oh, they just, you know, there was a couple sort of still around the office. But, oh, get them away from me. Everyone felt the same. So, you know, no one showed any ability to... Uh, you know, hold back or just have one or two. Everyone just went crazy on these donuts. Yeah, Free donuts in the up. break room. <laughs> <laughs> Free donuts in the break room. Krispy <laughs> uh, Kremes are too easy to eat a dozen of. That's the problem. If you got a box there, you're like, I don't want to eat a dozen, but I definitely could. My my too much of a good thing is a similar story. After my last basketball team, last basketball game senior year of high school, we stopped at an A and W root beer to be like, "Hey, the season's over. Go crazy. This one's on Coach Grudel." <laughs> Got a gallon of root beer to drink in an hour on the way home. Not a good idea. Oh, a terrible idea. Root beer is like Lee's gravy, heavy and thick. And like Lee's donuts, it is sugary. So I was rocking a root beer hangover for a couple of days afterwards, too. Too much root beer. Um, I guess I, my answer is sort of similar to Tim's. Like He's saying there's too many good podcasts out there right now. There's too many No Dunks podcasts out there right now, um, which, is, which is probably true. There's also just too much good TV. Yeah. And I am falling drastically behind now because basketball's back and I'm watching two or three games a night. Um, you know, I could barely have time for Survivor at this point. I'll be honest. Uh, that's the one thing I try and still get to. Um, but, you know, everybody's talking up the Watchmen. I'd love to watch it. But uh, it's tough right now. It's, I, I don't know when to find the time. I don't know when to find the time. There's too much good TV and starts, you know, it starts to... Uh, Stress me out a little bit. I feel like Maddie O not being able to consume that content. Um, but uh, hey, look, respect for not doing no dunks at the two times speed. Two times speed for anything I think is a little insane. I do the one and a half um, for some podcasts. I do the 1.2, I think, is a nice sweet spot um, that you can do through the athletic app. I like that. But yeah, two time, that's just flying by. So thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. Tass, you got an answer? I've got, I've- my answer is every time I eat, really, I just you know can't stop. Keep going. Just well, if it's good, I can't I can't stop at one one plateful, one bowlful. No, thank you. I'll have seconds and thirds. Uh, JD, I have a question for you. Go on. You, uh, Lee was talking about Krispy Kremes, and I, I'm worrying about you up in Canada. There, you said <laughs> that uh, the Tim Hortons by you stopped that sour cream glazed. Yeah, donut, they don't carry is- the sour cream. Crazy it's a bunch of bulls. That's probably my favorite donut. I was gonna of all say, time. wasn't that like a, wasn't that a like that was a staple? Wasn't yeah, that a classic donut. Well, the other one that would be that like time. getting rid of one of the original six NHL teams. I would think, hundred yeah. percent. Well, right. I mean, like a sour cream glazed donut is like they invented donuts. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Is that true? Well, Tim Hortons, like Tim Hortons, it looks rustic. Tim Hortons didn't introduce that into their lineup until I'd say. 2000. Yeah, it was a late edition. Mm. Oh, sure. so it wasn't yeah. really a classic to not, them. Not an original by any means. Not but to them. a wonderful but like a innovation. Mm. Yeah, it's better, I would say. Uh, did I tell yeah. the story on the air of the woman I met who ate 36 Krispy Kreme donuts in one <laughs> Absolutely go? not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, I met her a, a couple of months ago. and. Uh, yeah. What? What do you mean you met her? Where? I met her. She's uh, her kids are friends with my kids, and uh, she told the story to my wife, and I had to hear it from her. Yeah, like I was like, "Is it true that you ate 
36 Krispy Kreme donuts in one go. And she's like, yeah, it was the first time that she'd ever tried Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> and somebody had given her a box, a dozen, yeah. as a thank you gift or some for some reason. And her boyfriend knew that she, they, she got this box of donuts and then she ate one of them and then inhaled the box. And then it was like, Holy. I can't. I can't have my boyfriend think that I ate this entire box of donuts. So she went to Krispy oh, Kreme, come on. got another box of donuts, <laughs> ate another one, yeah. and repeated the exact same thing. So she ate the whole thing, and then she did it again. So three times she did that, and then she brought back the fourth. And, uh, <laughs> Holy. Like, uh, Hold on. What, so is many cre- questions, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, How what? big is a Krispy Kreme donut? They're it's not regular. It's, not regular. it's, like, it's, it's yeah. like what I'm picturing a normal donut look, like yeah. the size of a bagel. But uh, they're not. They're not filling though. They're not. Like and you, as, they're not filling. As, yeah. as Trey said, like you can inhale, you know, yeah. three without yeah. even thinking yeah. about it. You know. Yeah. But oh my god, I can't. Especially even when they're warm. They're warm yeah. off the uh, conveyor yeah, they're belt. They're just melting. Exactly. Yeah. They're so sweet. Like I, I don't know how she didn't go into diabetic shock. <laughs> I can't imagine the dump she had the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, once you go through that drive-thru, they got the hot and fresh Mm. sign out. You get them in. You're like, oh, my whole car smells delicious. (laughs) I can see. I can see. Maybe she had a short drive back and forth from place to place because, I don't know, it would just be the most regretful drive going back for the third time. Oh, yeah. yeah, You're right, too. Like, the sugar alone. Like, that time for the pick and payoff where I had to chug the, the eggnog. Yeah. I mean, I was... I would like the drive home, and I only lived like two minutes away from home at the time. I was like shaking in my car, like yeah. I, could, I almost had to pull over. And you barfed most and of that. And I up. barfed it up. <laughs> the crazy egg. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Wow. But uh, she is a legend in my mind. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> What's her name? Is it Karen? I Crispy Karen I would be fun say. to call her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Crazy. Great. Uh, crazy Karen. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, Tim, thanks for the email, guys. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Uh, both the NBA ones and the fun ones, keep them all coming. Email us, nodunks at theathletic.com, or like I said, tweet at us, at nodunksinc, or hashtag nodunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I've got pocket money in my pocket, <laughs> and the other one's opening up pack of cards. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> See you on Thursday.